Yo, yo, what's up, everybody? Welcome to the sixth episode of The Blockchain Don. I'm aware of how destiny is going to take its course, brother. Today is Monday, August 30th, 2021. And for today's show, I actually want to do something a little bit simple, a little bit different, a little bit to expand your insight into crypto and go over some of the terms that I might say or you might come across while you're doing your own research in the crypto sphere and in the crypto world so so first on the list we have altcoin what is an altcoin alt coin an altcoin is actually any coin that's not bitcoin so ethereum that you hear a lot ada cardano anything that is not bitcoin is considered an altcoin or an alternate coin um altcoins can be anything from second most popular coin to the least popular so just remember anything that is not bitcoin is an altcoin now when you hear about a block when we talk about the blockchain a block is basically just a group of data within the blockchain all right so when you hear the word blockchain remember we got to remember that a blockchain is a digital form of record keeping it's like the underlying technology behind the cryptocurrencies a blockchain is actually the result of sequential blocks that build upon one each other so a block is just a small piece of that blockchain all right so the cool thing about the blockchain is that it's permanent and it's unchangeable so and everything that goes on within the blockchain all the transactions stay there forever and that could be a good or a bad thing but we're not here to talk about that and a coin a coin is a representative store of digital value that lives on a given blockchain or cryptocurrency network so a coin is everywhere is what we need is what we're going to use to transact all right sorry but sometimes a coin can actually have a different name than the blockchain for example we have xlm or stellar which is its own blockchain but its coin is called lumen so it really depends you just got to look into a little bit more but the coin is always going to be the monetary side that has a digital value all right what about a cold wallet and cold storage so a cold wallet and a cold storage is a secure method of storing your cryptocurrencies completely offline away from the internet away from any type of technologically whatever word you want to say because i'm at loss of words right now but it, it just means to be have everything away from the internet everything you cannot connect to it um sometimes there's a lot of good ones out there most of the most ones they look like a little usb drive you can say where you keep it offline and it's the safest way to protect yourself from hacking and theft so what about decentralization you hear a lot about what is you know we want to be DeFi, we want to be decentralized well the principle of decentralization is actually distributing power away from a central point so when we say decentralization it just means that there is not going to be a center place where you can go you know blockchains are traditionally decentralized because they require majority approval from all users to operate and make changes rather than a central authority not one person or certain people go in and change it you need a majority vote type of deal to make changes onto it so that's why decentralization is so important because now it brings power back to the people instead of just a certain set of people Decentralized finance or DeFi is financial activities conducted without the involvement of intermediaries like a bank, government, or other financial institutions. Let me say that again without 
a bank, government, or financial institutions. That's why DeFi is so important, and I think it's the future 100%. Once again, that is my personal opinion. I am not a financial advisor, and this is not financial advice. Decentralized applications, or other words, DApps, they're actually designed by developers and deployed on a blockchain to carry out actions without intermediaries. So now you can have an application that is just running by itself without having someone oversight controlling everything that's going on. You know, yeah, we can get into politics of that, whether that can be a good or a bad thing, but the apps allow developers to develop apps to what they see could be its fullest potential without having some oversight over it, like Twitter, YouTube, things of that nature. They say, this is bad, this is good, you know? So just know that's what decentralized applications are. Digital gold. That's Bitcoin, <laughs> but all coins can be considered digital gold in its own way, shape or form. But Bitcoin is commonly referred to as digital gold. So an exchange, an exchange is a digital marketplace where you can buy and sell cryptocurrencies. So a lot of exchanges like right now we have Coinbase. It's one of the biggest exchanges. But then we have decentralized exchanges, which is the DEX, D-E-X. Those you can buy and sell cryptocurrencies without having the middleman anymore. There is no more oversight of Coinbase on that exchange. It's just there and it happens. It's kind of mind blowing, but I think it's a beautiful thing. A fork, sometimes you might hear that a project is gonna fork this or make changes to the existing coins. That's when it's forked. For example, Bitcoin Cash is a fork of Bitcoin. Why? Because even though it still follows some of the original rules of Bitcoin, it did its own to whether upgrade the system or make it more secure. It, I'm not too sure on which one it is yet, but that's what it is. And that's what forking is. And sometimes it is necessary, just like the EIP upgrade on Ethereum was a fork of the original Ethereum network. So keep that in mind, because I guarantee you there's going to be a bunch of forks in the future. You know, we're just getting started in this whole crypto world. And I, I see things upgrading a lot faster. And it's just going to be something that's inevitable. Things are going to become a lot more secure as we get going. So always keep that in mind gas you hear a lot about gas right now especially with ethereum their eip upgrades so a gas is actually a fee that developers have to pay to the to the network in order to use the system gas is paid in ether if it's ethereum or whatever the coin is it usually has a gas fee that it'll run off like vet will actually run off of vthor um there's a couple of other ones that, that might use their own coins but gas is just a fee to conduct any type of exchanges or things of that nature if you're using a mediary now when even when you send it sometimes there's a fee and that might be gas fees when you're going to pay somebody for something so just remember gas is just the fee that you paid to conduct business and actually helps out the network hodl a big one when you say i'm gonna just hodl this whole hodl h-o-d-l stands for hold on for dear life that just means whether there's it's very volatile going up or down just hodl hold on for dear life the waves are going to come, but at the end, it's going to be a lot better, a lot better. Now, as you deep dive a little bit more into the crypto world, you might hear the term hot wallet. A hot wallet is actually a software based cryptocurrency wallet connected to the Internet. Internet, for example, trust wallet is a hot wallet because it's always connected. Um, they are more susceptible to hacking and cybersecurity attacks than offline wallets because it kind of just stores it all in the cloud, but it's still a lot easier than, um, than it's still a lot harder to get hacked though. You know, you gotta give them a password and stuff and they'll make it. But if you give someone the password to your phone for whatever, they'll be able to get in. 
So don't worry about it. Uh, just know a hot wallet, like Trust Wallet, would be a hot wallet because it's connected to the internet at all times. An ICO is an initial coin offering. It's a way for funds that are raised for new cryptocurrency projects. Um, I don't remember if those are still legal or not, but I do know that they are very similar to the IPOs or initial public offering of stocks. Um, I know there was a, some big drama with ICOs back in the day, but I'm not too sure how that's cleared up as of recently. So market capitalization for cryptocurrency market cap refers to the total value of all the coins that have been mined. You can calculate a crypto's market cap by multiplying the current number of coins by the current value of coins. Market cap is a very important thing that I personally like to look at to see how far a coin might go and what my profits might be on them. Now mining, mining, you might hear we're going to mine Bitcoin, mine Doge, things of that nature. I'm not too sure if you can mine Doge. I'm not a fan of Doge personally, but if you are, um, mining is the process where new cryptocurrency coins are made available and the log of transactions between users is maintained. A node, a node is basically a, a computer that connects to a blockchain network. So just remember nodes are very important and helps keep the system and network secure. NFT or non-fungible token, they're units of value used to represent the ownership of unique digital items like art or collectibles. With NFTs, man, now I totally, the more and more I read into them, I'm still fairly new, maybe a year or two into them, but it hasn't been until the last few months that I really looked into them and they got something going. I can't say they don't. You know, you can't fake the funk with NFTs. Peer-to-peer, -peer, it just means two users interacting direct, directly without a third party. Um, in between, just like if I'm gonna send money to somebody, it's peer to peer. That's what all cryptocurrency is. It's peer to peer without any, in any intermediaries to see what we're doing or what we're not doing, things of that nature. A public key is your wallet's address, which is similar to your bank account number. You can share your public wallet with people or institutions so they can send you money or take money from your account when you authorize it public keys are important you do want to switch it up every now and then just to be safe but maybe we'll get into that in another day a private key now the private key is the one that you never ever 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 ever, ever, ever want to share with anybody you don't want to share your private keys with anybody you know private keys are the other encrypted code that allows direct access to your money to your cryptocurrency like your bank account password you should never share your private key ever 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 now smart contracts what is a smart contract it's actually a program that enacts the terms of a contract automatically based on its code on one of the main value propositions of the ethereum network is its ability to execute smart contracts so let's just say me and i can't think of drake have have an agreement where he reaches a certain amount of streams i'm gonna pay him well within this program and and this code and the way that it's programmed once it reaches I would send him a certain amount of money that's the beauty of smart contracts as long as both both terms are met on the sides then it automatically would transfer money or whatever it is that you want to transfer in the meantime sometimes now they're working on smart contracts that can actually hold and transfer titles of homes and it'll stay on the blockchain which you cannot change the blockchain so you know kind of just shows who's the owner a lot faster a lot easier rather than having to go to the bank having to go do this and that smart contracts are big game changer in my eyes 
Uh, a stablecoin or a digital fiat stablecoins pegs the value to some other non-digital currency or commodity. So, for example, we have USDT Tether or USDC coin, which stays at a dollar and is pegged to the US dollar at one dollar. Now, let's talk about staking. I get asked a lot, what is staking? So staking is basically when you put your tokens in to serve as a validator to the blockchain and receive awards. So by giving up your coins to the network and allowing it to help secure and validate a lot of the processes that are going on, you get paid a reward. It's kind of like dividends in stocks. So that's why staking right now, there's some some staking pools or just staking rewards that offer up to 20% in a week. I've seen ridiculous amounts with 120% in a week, but the average you can say, you know, it varies by the project, but let's say 10 to 15% in a week. Some offer three to four in a week, but now with more and more people going on, they're only offering about three to 4% in the year, depending where you stake. But staking is a very big thing and it's a very big game changer for the cryptocurrency world and just the financial system in general, you know, but um, anyway, I hope this guide helped you all out. And now you understand things a little bit better on your crypto journey. See y'all next time. Peace.